2: When you're raised in a cult, it's not like, it's not like a mass religion. A cult is very different. You're not allowed any association outside of that cult. You go to school, you go to school for a reason, and then you come right home. No extracurricular activities, no sports, no music, no nothing. Not allowed to go to college, not allowed to be on a campus with other college students. So very, very isolated. And you're brainwashed into thinking that. You have to obey somebody else's will because you cannot trust your own will. Your own will, you're taught, is very treacherous. Your own will is, is the tendency to be the devil. So do not trust it. So coming out of that brainwashed system and realizing, well, wait a minute, I do have a will. In fact, it's a very loving will. It's a very compassionate will. Wait, I my will is okay my will is loving i can listen to my will and uh, this is life is magic hi everyone i'm anya nova i'm an award-winning serial entrepreneur
3: business coach mom inventor and all-around high energy creative spiritual and super fun person my life journey has not been a straight path a life full of challenges But despite it all, I was still able to create and experience a life full of magic. I'm fascinated by stories of other people who just like me never allowed life's obstacles to dim their experience in life and create a life full of magic. This is what Life is Magic is about. In each episode, I'll be bringing in stories and conversations with people from all walks of life. And my goal is that these stories will entertain you. And most importantly, empower and inspire you to create a life full of magic. Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Life is Magic. I am your host, Anya Nova, and I'm here at the IQ Podcast Studio in Coronado, California with another magical show. My guest today, and you need to know who she is, she is badass. That's all I have to tell you right now, and you're going to find out why she's badass. And I'm so happy that she is able to join me for today. Her name is Sherry Berry.
2: It rhymes. It
3: rhymes. Sherry Berry. And all I can tell you, the reason why I created this show Life is Magic is really inviting people to share their walk in life and what they've been through and their stories. And Sherry's story is truly remarkable. Despite of what she's been through personally, which you're going to find out here in just a moment. She hasn't allowed life's challenges and circumstances to dim her light. And she continues to do amazing work to help other people to create new innovative products as an entrepreneur. And then she also wrote a book, which we're going to talk about as well. So yeah, sister, I'm so happy that you're here. So really quick, Sherry Berry is a mother, grandmother, entrepreneur, and author. And by the way, I think that's like the best role ever mother <laughs>
2: yeah. and grandmother and grandmother <laughs> yeah.
3: about her book so sherry we- weaves in fragments of her personal experiences within a religious cult that creates an edge of your seat fictional suspense novel so intriguing you can't wait to turn the page or put the book down On a social and community level, Sherry advocates for the abolishment of clergy, penitent privilege that keeps pedophiles protected. Yeah. Heavy stuff. Heavy stuff. And she is also the founder of Sharing Shoes, a Facebook group that share in her passion to end child sexual Abuse. So when I say Sherry really advocates for meaningful, impactful work in the community, she's really shedding light in those, in worlds that not many people talk about. Right. And, and it's just great that she is um, really advocating, especially for children who are abused mm-hmm. sexually. She's also the fi- founder of Kind World. Yeah, Kind World, a group that spread the philosophy of showing kindness to self and others. Sherry, welcome.
2: Thank you so much for having me here. You know, I mean, I think about all the conversations you and I've had in the past. They're memorable. I remember each and every one of them. And I think this one's going to be too. (laughs) So thank you for having me.
3: I think so. I think so. And we met in 2017. Mm -hmm. We were both two of the six speakers at this event. It's a TED, st- uh, Ted Talk style right. event, but it's geared for women. Uh-huh. And it is a to- uh, called Sue Talks. And Sue Talks, it means successful, unstoppable, empowered. Right. And this is a engagement that Um, was founded by Michelle Berquist, who is the founder of Connected Women of Influence. And then her co-founder is um, Deanna Potter. Potter. Oh my gosh, Mama (laughs) Potter. I'm so sorry. I did not forget if you're listening to this. You know, I love you. (laughs) How can can I just completely blanked out? So thanks, Sherry. Mm -hmm. But they both founded Sue Talks and really... Giving the platform of women like me and you to share stories to other people to inspire them. So, and we're still continuing to do that. Mm-hmm. And then since then, I know you had a business, you've sold that business mm-hmm. and now started another business, which is you're in the skincare industry. And plus you've written this book mm-hmm. titled Privileged Secrets. And it's the first book, right? which is called The Seeds of Eden. Yeah. All right. <laughs> So before we get into the conversation about all of what I've just shared with you, I'm going to share the book trailer with everyone. If you're listening, you're just going to hear the audio version. If you are tuned in with us on YouTube, you're going to be able to see the full trailer visually. So we'll be right back in just a few minutes.
1: A religious world order is rapidly emerging the Society of Truth. It's reached almost 9 million members claiming to hold the keys to physical perfection and everlasting life. It's aptly named, for they believe they alone know the truth about the beginning of human existence, the current state of affairs, and how to secure an eternal future. Drawn to the promise of physical perfection and everlasting life, thousands are being brainwashed and converting every day. But not all is as it appears a dark sinister power controls the keys and under the veil of earning access to eternal rewards the members are subjected to rigorous psychological tactics including the sexual abuse of children every reward has its price and once inside any act of non-compliance means losing everything and everyone you've ever loved At its nerve center, located on the East River, at the end of the Brooklyn Bridge, privileged secrets are about to break open. Secrets that will expose this highly organized, rapidly growing religious cult for what it truly is. Rising Up is a resistance led by an organization that's been operating underground for centuries, whose sole mission is to expose evil forces and corruption. All right.
3: That was intense. Yes.
2: (laughs) <laughs>
3: I've watched that trailer a few times and really love how it painted that picture and the story. Mm-hmm. So let's get started. We just get right into it. Okay. So what inspired you to write this book, Privileged Secrets? And 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 really quick. Yeah. And I know I introduced you as Sherry Berry. Yeah. But you did take on a pen name.
2: I did. Harper Woods is my author name.
3: Harper Woods. So. Yeah. Um, just so, yeah, just take it however you want to take it, your book. And then I want to make sure that people get to find you okay, using your pen name as yes, well.
2: Yeah. Okay. So I'll start with the pen name, Harper Woods. So my name is Sherry Berry. Um, it's interesting, though, that there's a big company out there. It's a food company and um, it has my name and they make luscious, delectable things. And um, and so I thought, hmm. I didn't want to convolute that company's name. And I got to thinking, hmm, what kind of a pseudoname could I use? Well, I was raised in the Detroit, Michigan area. And around Detroit, there's these little cute villages, Gross mm-hmm. Point and so mm-hmm. forth. When I was born, when I was born into the cult religion that I was born into, the congregation that my parents took me to as an infant happened to be in a village called Harper Woods. Oh, okay. So it's symbolic. Got it. Plus, a really cool name.
3: <laughs> that is a pretty cool name, Harper Woods. It's very catchy, just yes. like Sherry Berry is. Yeah.
2: So that's why I used a pseudo name. Mm. But um, so the name of the book, "Privileged Secrets: Seeds of Eden." The reason I wrote it is really in the title of the book. Mm-hmm. Seeds of Eden is one reason, two reasons why I wrote the book. Seeds of Eden re- re- um, represents one reason. Privileged Secrets represents Represents another reason why I wrote the book, Mm -hmm. Seeds of Eden. Got it. Seeds of Eden, going back as a child, being raised in this cult, um, you're required to be studied with before you can get baptized. So a gal was assigned to me to study with me. And I studied out of a book called Paradise Lost to Paradise Regained. In that book, the first thing that I was taught in that cult was how paradise was lost for humanity, according to the Genesis account of creation in the Bible in the Garden of Eden. So when she taught me that story, at nine years old, there were holes in it, and I saw it.
3: (laughs) (laughs) At nine years old. At nine
2: years old, Mm -hmm. mm, Mm -hmm. things didn't make sense, and I had questions. Yeah. Yeah. And I asked those questions at nine years old, and I was shot down. Don't ask those questions. If you ask those questions, you're tantamount to being the devil. You cannot ask those questions to me. You can't ask those questions to anybody else. Don't ever ask those questions, especially because they had to do with women. Mm -hmm. So, So I never got those questions answered. They've always stayed in my head. I've always been a very, very obedient person in the cult. But um, those questions were still in my mind. There were holes in the story. They don't make sense. Mm -hmm. So the book goes back to that nine-year-old girl's questions and kind of disrupts the story with an alternative version of it that's almost pleasing to the soul. It's Mm -hmm. very cool. And then the other reason that I wrote it is the privileged secrets part. Because it goes back to that original story, disrupts it, but it also kind of gives an idea of how abuse of power could have been developed in the human race in the first place and expanded on, including the abuse of children, child sexual abuse, how it could have started, how it could have expanded. But then about five or six years ago, the sexual abuse in the cult that I was raised in really started getting exposed over 23,000 cases that are recorded that the Supreme Court has mandated that they turn over and they won't. Hmm. And it's going on and on and on. So it goes into that, but it also creates this fictional story that kind of – Maybe you could say it marries the type of Da Vinci Code type detective suspense thriller because religion was kind of in that. Mm -hmm. And it kind of marries it with Margaret Atwood's The Handmaid's Tale. And then it has a cliffhanging ending that makes you want to read book two, which I'm working on right now. Wow. Okay, that's the long reason of why I wrote this book. (laughs) Well, I
3: know you've talked about this for a while, yes. and this has been your work the last two years. And when did you publish this book?
2: Last year. Last year. Mm-hmm.
3: And and then now you're working on book two. I'll book two. And so take us back. Take us back a little bit. If you can just, you know, um, bring us behind the scenes or, you know, talk about the part of the book that you're super excited or just really, you know, um, when you say you weaved in some of your personal experiences into that, if you can share with us what that looks like, just a peek of it, yeah. obviously, because yes. if you want to know, you're going to have to get a copy of Sherry's <laughs> book. So I'm saying just a little bit te- a teaser for everyone.
2: Yeah. So I was molested as a child in the religion mm-hmm. by one of the elders in the church. Yeah. Um, a lot of my friends were as well, sexually abused on different levels of sexual abuse. Wow. So I know these experiences, um, of course, um, I didn't want to. I didn't want to write a memoir. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to write an autobi- autobiography. It just seemed so beating the drum of something horrible, mm-hmm. and I just didn't want that. I mean, even when I say that, my shoulders go, Ugh, you know. I mm-hmm. just didn't want to do that. Yeah. But I wanted to write it, and I wanted to inspire people by it. And I thought, how can I make it fun to write and fun mm-hmm. to read? And so I thought. I'm going to turn it into a fictional story. And I'm going to take all my experiences, all the experiences that I know my friends had, um, and weave, take fragments of those, Mm -hmm. um, assign them to different characters in the book so that Mm -hmm. nobody could say, oh, this one person reflects you or you or you, Mm -hmm. and create this suspenseful story Mm -hmm. that also weaves a little bit of esoteric, sci-fi suspense thriller detective crime stuff in it too right and so when i decided yeah that's how i'm gonna do it um my daughter rented me a little cabin little writing cabin and i went there shut everything off and it just came in these ideas and i was all by myself and i would like cry and write and laugh and write and get goosebumps and write and the story just flowed to me and it was done in a and a few months, of course, editing took a long time. But um, it was so fun to write. and that's, And so it was an enjoyable experience. It was like I was watching a movie.
3: That's great that you were able to visualize that. But I think what, for me anyway, what I'm picking up from how you're sharing this with me is like, you're right, you could have shared it in a darker way. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure the process was healing for you as well.
2: Oh, God, yes.
3: It was healing and allowing all of the emotions to really pour into your stories. And really, that it's coming from a place of love. Yeah. And laughing and crying through it and a little cathartic,
2: mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. It and, helped my recovery for sure.
3: Yeah. And that is so bold and so brave of you to do that because you're speaking not just for yourself. And yes, you're doing it in a, in a creative way. With a sci-fi sort of esoteric mm-hmm. genre, sort of like what you said, Da Vinci Code-ish, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's it's you're also speaking and shedding light to a world that you know we hear about, mm-hmm. we hear about, and we also um, you know only see in movies. And I can kind of see your books becoming this sort of series of either Netflix. Series, or? I know. Wouldn't
2: that be great? We'll we'll put it out there. Okay. You just never
3: know. <laughs> Netflix series or a movie? Yeah, yeah.
2: I think it would be because mm-hmm. there's a lot of dialogue in it too. Mm-hmm. But um, but the one thing that I really enjoy about it is that it's entertaining. It has to be entertaining. It's entertaining to the tee. It's also a little disruptive. Talks about some controversial subjects, but um. But the other thing, too, is that there are some really thought-provoking ideas in it. Mm. Yeah. Like what? Well, one thing it talks about is free will and the definition of that. Is it a right? Is it a privilege? Is it an illusion? And... And if humankind will always have free will, does that mean that we're always going to have to put up with suffering because Mm. of it, you know? Um, Will there be a time when free will will have come full circle so that there won't have to be suffering to understand how to expand and Mm -hmm. to make things better? Mm -hmm. A lot of thoughts about that that... um, are really engaging, but I don't want to give it away.
3: That how you explain that is so rooted with like deep wisdom of your experience of finding who you are and exercising your free will. Mm -hmm. And that is such a deep topic. And not everyone knows that they have the right to. Right. Right. And it's this constant battle. But you have demonstrated and displayed your full engagement of yourself and exercising your power and your free will mm-hmm. despite you know growing up in a cult community and family and environment and experiencing what you've experienced mm-hmm. and uh, just love is so so deep as you're speaking i'm looking into your eyes mm-hmm. and it's just like wow that is profound Because life can be a lot different without any suffering or bondages because a lot of it, obviously, unfortunately, are imposed by external factors and we're affected by them. And it does take that awareness and you being nine years old already had your own awareness about right. And wait a minute, let me, is this, there are holes in this. It doesn't feel good. It didn't feel good. So you already had that gift of, knowing and intuition, Mm -hmm. Um, challenging, challenging the status quo. But at the same time, you also had to, you're expected to follow.
2: Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. When you're raised in a cult, it's not like, it's not like a mass religion. A cult is very different. You're not allowed any association outside of that cult. Mm -hmm. You go to school, you go to school for a reason, and then you come right home. No extracurricular activities, no sports, no music, no nothing. Not allowed to go to college, not allowed to be on a campus with other college students. So very, very isolated. And you're brainwashed into thinking that you have to obey somebody else's will because you cannot trust your own will. Your own will you're taught is very treacherous. Your own will is, is the tendency to be the devil. So do not trust it. So coming out, of that brainwashed system and realizing, whoa, well, wait a minute, I do have a will. In fact, it's a very loving will. It's a very compassionate will. Wait, I my will is okay. My will is loving. I can listen to my will. And uh, so you're right. And, and for a lot of people that are exiting cults, I should say escaping cults, mm-hmm. um, it's a very... It's like a slow process. For me, it was a slow process.
3: How it, were you able to exit the cult
2: So I, or
3: run away and flee from your cult?
2: Yeah, so I did it. It, it took a long time. I call it I eased away. Mm. So I stopped attending the church services once in a while. Then I stopped attending them more. Um, and then I gave up certain ideas. I allowed my children to have extracurricular music activities, but I had to do it in secret. I I couldn't tell my husband at the time. Um, I allowed a child to go get college courses, um, but I had to do it in secret. So I became very independent. Um, I had to manipulate a lot. I don't like admitting that, but um, but I did. I did a lot of things in secret. And so until finally, I, I couldn't do it anymore. I, I just couldn't do it. I was a fish out of water. The glass ceiling shattered, and wow. I left. That takes a lot of courage to do that and risking you getting
3: found out, and God knows what the consequences shunning. would be for you. Yeah, oh,
2: shunning. Wow. Your whole family will turn their back on you. Everybody turns their back. And the thing is, is when you're raised in this particular cult, you're brainwashed into thinking that you you do not become financially successful. You don't plan for the future. You don't have a retirement plan. You don't go to college. Um, you don't create any successes for yourself at all. And any extra money is given to the church. Any extra time is given to the church. So when you leave, there's nothing. You start at ground zero. Talk about total abuse of power yeah.
3: and total control. Control. Control.
0: My rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. I can
3: see why you started sharing shoes. Just because of what you've experienced as a child being molested. Mm-hmm. And sharing shoes is a group that you've created to help end child sexual abuse. Yes, Talk a little bit more about
1: that.
2: So, I named it Sharing Shoes because of the phrase, ever walk in the shoes of, right? Mm-hmm. Ever walk in the shoes of a child who's been sexually abused. So, um, I started it for my own recovery because I felt like I wanted to, yes, empower myself to move forward in a new life, mm-hmm. but I also felt like some proactive measures needed to be taken to help prevent this future abuse mm-hmm. to children. So I started this face group, group, and um, I didn't know how it would go. I, I, I never even anticipated 100 people, but now it's over 400 people. Wow, Yeah, so we're all actively involved. I put templates on there for letters that they can cut and paste, and they can send to whoever, the media, the court system, whoever that they feel would have a listening ear, and that's all it does. Really
3: more of an outreach and giving the community the tools needed if they know of a child that it's in that situation or condition. Yes. That they have the necessary resources to help someone. Exactly. Wow. Well, that is great and amazing. So what else do you want to share as far as your book? And we'll we'll maybe just talk a little bit more about that, and then we'll get right into your you know you're an entrepreneur. You're a serial entrepreneur. <laughs> I know of two ventures, mm-hmm. okay? So we'll talk about that. But anything else that you want to share about your book and don't um, there was something about your Kindle version. Is that going to be available soon?
2: Yeah, so Kindle and the paperback is available. I'm going to put the Kindle on sale for 99 cents on Amazon. You just look up Privileged Secrets by Harper Woods and you'll find it. So uh, I don't know if that's happened today. It takes a while for it to um, populate, Mm -hmm. but it's going to be on sale for 99 cents. And then, of course, if you're a Kindle member, you get it for free. But, um, But the Audible is done. The Audible is done.
3: Great. Okay. And when is that expected to be available? So here's
2: the thing. Audible accepted it. That's a big deal. It's a huge deal. Yeah. Yeah. So now it has to be published. It takes a while for them to do that, and they're a little delayed, so I don't really know the date. But I would anticipate within the next month it's going to be available on Audible by a woman who aced all of the accents in it because there's a German accent, a Scottish <laughs> accent, and a Jamaican, Italian, and I mean... You, you really know? just wanted to capture
3: all of the different characters. Yes. That's great. Yeah, excited Well, I'm it. excited for you and congratulations again with um, your book. Thank you. I will put all of the links for you to get a copy of Sherry's book, whether it be hard copy, which... I think you should, especially if you're a reader or if you want to take advantage of the Amazon mm-hmm. way of getting her book. And definitely tune in and get the audible version so you can really hear it and really imagine in your mind and enjoy the story that Sherry put her heart and soul and being to. So make sure you get a copy. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Okay, let's talk about you being, you know, being a mom, grandmother, Mm -hmm. author, and you've sold one business, Mm -hmm. and then now starting a new business. And I'd like for you to just share with us that journey. And I, if you're watching this, I have a it's a, a pain product. Stick. It's a pain stick.
2: Yeah, it's a sports stick.
3: It's a sports stick. And I know you can't see it because it's tiny and it's black, but I'll have Sherry describe her new skincare
2: yeah.
3: um, company that she just started. And, and anyway, I'll shut up so you can start talking. <laughs> <laughs> I know I like to talk.
2: <laughs> we both like to talk. I will just I be quiet right now. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I've been, I've had a lab. And I've done production for well since 2006, mm-hmm. and so we've produced skincare we make formulas for people that want to brand their own skincare. Doing it for a long time, and I turned 60 two years ago. I'm 62 now. I know. Uh, so, girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I, I okay. So
3: really quick side side story here. So you and I, after we were Sue Talkers mm-hmm. back in 2017, right. we were recruited by the Sue Talk leaders, Diana Potter as well as Michelle Burquist, to be Sue Talk coaches. Mm-hmm. And are you still a, a current coach no. right now? Yeah, and I, I did it. We did it for a few years, mm-hmm. and it's phenomenal because we prep other women to really have this platform and shine and tell their stories in in an impactful way. But I remember a Sue Talk event that you and I went to in Los Angeles. And I think this must have been the first year that you and I coached the talkers. But I remember getting out of my car because we were walking to the same same hotel and I didn't notice you. And I I remember like looking, I was like, wow, she kind of looks like Sharon Stone. Who's that lady, a hot girl. I don't know if you remember that. No, but (laughs) all I'm saying is like, you look amazing. And it's not like I don't BS. I do not BS. No, you don't. And, as and
2: you, so I <laughs> totally take it. As yeah, a, please genuine take compliment. it. Please <laughs>
3: take it. But it's just, you know, you have impressed me so much. And she does have the most compassionate, kind heart. Loved her Sue talk that she delivered back in 2017. But anyway, I just wanted to share that because I remember I kept looking back and then. Almost getting to the door, I was like, Oh my gosh, Sherry, is that you? <laughs> I thought that you were just somebody. And we were in LA. So I'm like, is she an actress or something like that. But anyway, I my first impression was because you had, I think, like these glasses on. And at that time you had like lighter hair mm-hmm. and you just had this like classic look about you. And I was like, wow, she kind of looks like Sharon Stone. Anyway. Woo. So I shut up. Sorry. Skincare. You've been doing this for a while. Yes. Your previous company. You helped white label formulate skincare right. for other
2: companies. Exactly. And now, what are you doing? So a couple of years ago, I just I got tired of the parts that I didn't like doing you know, having a lot of employees, number one, taking care of a lab and all the maintenance that goes in with that and all the liability that goes with it, too. So I asked my director of sales if she'd partner with me. Mm -hmm. And we would just keep our clients. I'd sell all of the equipment, um, but we would keep our clients. And we would um, help them to keep formulating their products because there's always new products, Um, get new clients to formulate for them. And... um, and then we can have the formulas produced and manufactured at contract laboratories and let them do it all. That's smart. Oh, so I can even So smart. You. You're just cutting your
3: overhead and mm-hmm. using your resources
2: wisely. And she loves account management. She yeah. has really good relationships. I love formulation. We're just the best partners. I couldn't have asked for anything better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So your products are CBD-infused. Some of them are. Some of them are. Mm-hmm. So yeah. talk about
3: this one right here that you you gave me. It's called CBD bomb stick.
2: Yes. So this is a company called Bloom, and they make um, cannabinoid products. Mm-hmm. And so we helped them develop this sports stick for pre-workout, post-workout, because we make we make a lot of different formulations. We can make organic, on natural. We can make products that contain synthetic chemicals, too, for people that need them, people that have very bad acne if they need, um, you know, benzoyl peroxide, or people that have pain if they need lidocaine or hydroquinone. We can do that, too. We do over-the-counter drug topicals, too. So this particular company is very good in cannabinoid products, and they were looking for something that you know you can just rub on post and pre-workout for quick recovery. So it's one of the products that we've made. This is great, and
3: thank you, because I do work out. I know you do. I, I work out, and this is one of the things I've had to do is – take certain supplements to help with my recovery. Mm -hmm. So I can't wait to try. Try I can't wait to try it. Other than this, what are some of the products that you're excited about or projects that you've collaborated with, with your new skincare Mm -hmm. company?
2: Well, Lash Growth Serum is a big deal. Mm-hmm. So we have a very popular Lash Growth Serum out there on the market. Um, the thing Here's the thing about private labeling. Like some companies like Bloom, they don't mind. Mm-hmm. I can talk about, you know, the fact that we help them formulate this product. But other companies, um, they would rather their customers um, not know who's really the wind Beneath. Got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So The wind um, beneath the wings. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so we do all kinds of products. There are really some breakthrough ingredients now that are plant-derived that um, are really exciting for anti-aging, for acne, for dark spots, for body. Um, and so we, we're always staying on the cutting edge of all these new ingredients that come out. We know exactly when they come out, who brings them out, the clinical trials that have done, been done on them. And a lot of times we're offered to be the first person to put them in a skincare formulation because we've been doing it for so long. And that's fun. But here, but here's the thing. Shannon, that's my business partner, Shannon Valencia, and I love to cater to the small companies, mm-hmm. um, the ones that don't have the funding or the resources or the inventory space to house tens of thousands of products, but they really want to promote their brand. So we cater to them. Right now, especially with spas and salons all closed, these people are not bringing in any revenue. They're losing their businesses. So we're on a rampage right now to help them develop their own brand of products now that they can sell online. An esthetician that used to use that products on your face doing a facial that you can't do a facial anymore sell your products online brand them we'll make them for you you can create revenue that way so we're helping spas and salons to stay open by being an online revenue source so that's very fulfilling that's great uh-huh. and you are given the
3: opportunities for small businesses and it's so important right now with Covid nineteen and 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 I think Covid nineteen really forced us to take a look at life in general. But online e-commerce is not like booming nonstop. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening to this and you are in the skincare or beauty industry and want to create your own product, Sherry here and um who is your business and Shannon, Sherry and Shannon, it's just yeah, everything just rhymes. <laughs> Sherry,
2: Barry, Sherry, Shannon, Harper, Wood. <laughs> you know, we should do a TikTok. <laughs> we
3: are going to do a TikTok. And by the way, um, make sure to tune in. And, and then hopefully it's, it's not going to be available on YouTube, but on my Instagram, as well as on my Facebook. Before I release the episode, we do a TikTok. All of my guests will do a TikTok with me. I want to make this fun. Yeah. This is fun and entertaining and we need to laugh a little bit more and smile a little bit more and enjoy life. COVID-19 has given us, for me anyway, really evaluating life and how to respond, you know, during unexpected circumstances in life. And I just see you as this phoenix coming out of the fire. (laughs) That's how I visually see you because you've shared with me your story from, you know, your childhood and and even some of the things that you've shared with me that we're not sharing here Mm -hmm. from your first venture and now this venture and then your book and then your next series of books. And I can't wait until you tell me this is going to be a film. Mm -hmm. You know, let's put it out there. It's going to happen. And then more so your heart for children right for girls and and that's just so meaningful for for a lot of people who have experienced that abuse and then now helping other entrepreneurs with creating revenue yeah. for them yeah so please if you're listening to this it's in my show notes make sure to reach out to Sherry and Shannon and they can consult you on your product your beauty product line yeah. and it's just it's not limited to a bomb stick?
2: Oh no, no! Serums. What are some of the f- possibilities? Oh my goodness! Facial products, so cleansers and toners and serums and spot treatments and moisturizers and night no wonder why and... you look so great, <laughs> Sherry. <laughs> you know, well, you're so like funny. testing all of these
3: like <laughs> innovative products. I and do. I you, test you, a lot. <laughs> I just found out your secret. <laughs> I just found out your secret. No, it's, I'm sorry. I just. No, No, it's
2: just so much fun. Shampoos and conditioners and scalp treatments and eyelash growth serum and eyebrow growth serum and lip treatment, um, hand treatment, feet treatment, callus treatment, body treatment, sugar scrubs, salt scrubs, salt bath soaks, you know, Mm -hmm. body lotions, body butters, uh, lightning treatment, um, waxing products. So, really, anything that
3: you can think of that right. relates to the, skin, to the skin, skin and hair, yes. you can do. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Amazing. And that's my favorite word. And I actually just realized that I haven't said amazing until just now. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to wrap this up in a few minutes. And I want to end on a, a, a fantastic note, Sherry. If you could just give. Um, just once one, like two things. So I want to ask of you what you can give to someone, an advice to someone who is still in a cult. Mm-hmm. If they're listening to this, God, I don't know if they are, mm-hmm. but let's just say someone who has walked in your shoes so, and have experienced that and is struggling, what piece of advice can you give that individual who's listening to you right now? And here I've heard a little bit of your story.
2: Yeah. Uh, What I would say is this. We all have choices, right? Choice resides in our minds. Choice resides between stimulus and response. It's a micromillimeter of a second, if that even makes sense. It's a nanosecond, and that's where choice is. If we could just stretch that just a little and feel that space. If it feels good, it is. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't feel good, it's not.
3: So it's just really Go with it, following your feelings, yeah. whether good or bad. It's not wrong. It's your feelings. It's right. Follow it. It's
2: the only. It's the only measuring stick we have. Your mm-hmm. your emotion, your feeling, your gut. It's the only measuring stick that we have Mm -hmm. so listen to it right great piece of advice because i
3: think that is something especially in an environment where you're brainwashed Mm -hmm. you lose your own voice Mm -hmm. and so if it affects your mind at least sort of like the emergency break in case of an emergency is like feel what's in your heart Mm -hmm. listen to that Mm -hmm. Right, because you can get brainwashed, but there's still deep feelings there. Exactly, you gotta trust that, despite Mm -hmm. of what's going on up here and all of the conflict because of brainwash. Mm -hmm. So, and I can even go deeper and say, take it down a little bit further down to your stomach and your gut. Yes, listen to the gut if it's saying red flag, red flag. It is a red. It's a red flag. That's a great piece of advice for entrepreneurs. What? Is your advice for, you know, it doesn't matter what season, Mm -hmm. because you're a seasoned entrepreneur, you're a serial entrepreneur, you've Mm -hmm. had a a company with a lot of overhead, a lot of responsibility, a lot of team members, Mm -hmm. and then now really getting into the root of what makes Sherry happy? What makes me fulfilled? And I think that's also a path that you've had to take and figure out on your own. Mm -hmm. But something that you've learned along the way that you can impart on others to, to encourage them and help them on their entrepreneurial path and journey? Well,
2: oh, there's so many things. Um, okay. So as far, I can only speak for myself, right? Of course. There have been times in my business when I felt so overwhelmed that I felt like there's no way out. There's just no way out. And, um, I want to tell you that there is a way out. <laughs> but, you know, you mentioned COVID and how the things that we've learned, right? Right. COVID. I thought that I was try- applying energy management, which is better than time management, by the way. It is. Yes. And I thought that I was learning how to work um, smarter than harder. Mm-hmm. When COVID came, I really had to take a look at that phrase, working smarter than harder, and, um, and get rid of everything that is a burden, that isn't flourishing, that isn't causing me to thrive. And saying no to all of those things is sometimes very hard because it means saying no to people too. But mm-hmm. it's okay. Mm-hmm. They are going to have their own journey.
1: And they're going to
2: grow from it, too. I really don't know what else to say. That, that kind of comes from where I have
3: been. It's from your experience and it's wisdom. Mm-hmm. And all of us get into that trap mm-hmm. of adding more. And I can, you know, as you're speaking, you're speaking to me because I've experienced that as well. I just exited an IT company that I started in 2006. Although I still love it, there are points, actually the last two years where I was saying like, I think it's, my cycle is ending, my cycle is ending. And it was really hard for me to see how it was going, how I was going to successfully like leave and exit, Mm -hmm. but I did. And, but the, I think the essence of your advice and message is make sure that what you do take on, Sparks your energy in a good way, yes. sparks your heart and soul to where you're still having fun and it's not a burden anymore. Mm-hmm. And so that way in in the morning, you can get up and be excited about what you do. When you realize that you have created yourself for yourself a trap,
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> not that I'm saying for me
3: it was, <laughs> but you know, we can all relate uh, because yes. being an entrepreneur, it's it's not for the faint of heart. Right, Not for the faint of heart. And there are only certain percent of people who, who do start. And there are different levels of entrepreneurship. And But I think where you and I have reached this sort of like the small business mm-hmm. space where we actually have, you know, team members. Mm-hmm. And what ends up happening is like we add on all of these things that don't spark The imagination don't spark the joy anymore, and it becomes this burden.
2: Yes, and it happens incrementally, so (laughs) evolutionary, so slow you don't even realize until a couple years later, and you go, "Oh, what have I done?
3: I I just created myself a bigger job than (laughs) when I used to work for a company, and I just got a paycheck." So, I think the word of wisdom here is let your heart be your North star and always do things that make you happy and evaluate regularly to see where engage your energy. And Sherry, I wish we can go on and I'll probably get you back on the show with me. And let's talk, let's talk advice. Let's talk inspiration to entrepreneurs out there. And thank you so much for joining me. This has been so much fun. And so for the viewers and listeners to find out more about Sherry Berry, as mentioned, I have all of her contact information and website and links on the show notes. And also, please support Sherry and get a copy of her book. Follow her, please. I'm not begging. I'm just like, you got to, because this, this, this lady, she's, she is a bright light in this world. You are. You Thank are. Thank you. You are too, Anya. Thank, Thank you. you. So I'd like to hear from you and leave me a comment on this platform and watch or listen to this on, um, you know, YouTube and whether you have iTunes or Spotify, you'll find me there. Life is magic. I appreciate your support. Will we, excuse me, (laughs) I will be back next Monday at 9 a.m. for the next episode of Life is Magic. Goodbye, friends. And I'm sending you a lot of love
0: and magic. Namaste